What's up, my friends? Welcome back. And this is an episode that I recorded in my condo in Vancouver when I was back there this summer with a friend that I've known for about 10 years. And we go pretty deep into some couple taboo subjects, not super taboo, but, you know, some uh, some locker room talk, as uh, some might say. <laughs> Um, we talk about dating, sexuality, addictions around those uh, uh, situations, social media addictions, fitness, um, and really what does, quote unquote, doing well mean? Not only financially when people say, oh, he's doing really well, but spiritually, emotionally, mentally, totally incorporating the whole spectrum of living a healthy, well, self-developed life. And that's what this podcast is all about. Living your best life and in all aspects. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. Um, it's with a author. He just wrote a book on forgiveness. His name is Puya Arantalab. And check it out and enjoy. See you on the episode. Hey there, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I want to invite you to check out this live video on YouTube. Go over to Quentin Carlin or Self-Developed Life on YouTube and watch the live video. And make sure you subscribe to the channel to see your next episode coming out this week, as well as subscribe to the podcast here. If you're listening on iTunes, subscribe and share this with anyone you like. And if you do like it, please leave a five-star review and leave a comment that really helps us out to get the word out. And when you do do that, I'm offering you a free one-on-one -on -one coaching session. So if you are interested in chatting with me about anything and everything you would like to, go ahead and email me, quintoncarlin at gmail. My email is in the description below. And this is a offer for me to try and get to know you more and support any way I can as a thanks for supporting this show. So without further ado, enjoy the show and we'll see you on the next episode. All right, welcome my friends to another episode here of Self-Developed Life. And this is a live on location back in my old condo here in Vancouver with one of my good friends that we sat in this condo about 10 years ago when we first met uh, for the first time. So I want to introduce a special guest. We have Puya, and he is here to talk about kind of what he's up to with his coaching programs and how he's really made a big transition in yourself. And this is the first time we've actually connected in real life uh, in the last probably few years besides the Skype calls and stuff like that. But it's great to see you, man. Thank you. And uh, yeah, really happy we, we had the time to connect before. I have a flight in a couple hours, and he's got an appointment here. So this is going to be a short one, but we'll get it dialed in. So what's been happening with you for the last, geez, however long you want to go back? Um, just overall life, you know, right, right when you think you discover something that, you know, works, all of a sudden life surprises you to realize how much less you know you think, you know. Right. So it's, there's always, you know, I, I find that, uh, I find that whoever I, I speak with, if I if I if they're if they're humble enough to go behind the wheels of their person persona of mm. you know how are you doing oh life is great everything's right, amazing yeah, yeah. Yeah. nice to see go, you nice yeah to see yeah, you. yeah really great everything yeah. oh everything's fantastic it's great oh yeah really awesome good anything else no it's just amazing just awesomeness <laughs> if you go behind that that facade you know you we yeah. realize that yeah life is great and I'm all about being positive but the fact is we are human beings and we have 
no matter who you are or where you are, we, there are areas of struggle and challenge and there are a lot of pain and there's a lot of suffering and there's a lot of lonely yeah. nights and there's a lot of depression and there's a lot of emotions that are not talked about. Yeah, sure. And we try to, we feel guilty if you feel depressed, etc. So I'm learning to have compassion with myself and I'm learning to bring more balance in every area and I'm not expecting perfection of myself. But, but yeah, so I've been going through a lot of shifts, traveling the world in the past uh, two years. I've lived in like four different cities, mm-hmm. you know, and I just came back to Vancouver a couple of months ago. Really, really grateful for this beautiful city, meeting yeah. a lot of amazing people. Okay. Um, really expanding my dating life, you know, talking to three girls a day and <laughs> growing my business uh, locally and online. Um, that's yeah. just a little, little preview of what I'm up to. Got it, man. So, you know, from what I remember from our past was, you know, you were always such a passionate <clears throat> guy. You know, maybe if you want to share your your story of you know your background because you came to Canada when you're how old? 15 years old. 15. Yeah. Okay. So do you want like a one minute version or a five minute Let's version? Let's do the one minute because we were both on a schedule. One minute here. version. So okay. We, so I came yeah. to Canada when I was 15 years old. Uh, after a series of challenges, I've been to college. Uh, started my personal training business. I worked at worked at a mechanical engineering firm. Started personal training business. Got into internet marketing business. Traveled the world. And uh, published a bestseller called Miracle of Forgiveness. I bought that book. I remember, I, think, I, remember I reached out to you and congratulated you. I got it from Amazon. Ah. It's, in, it's in Korea. I read it like, when was that? When did you publish that? 2015 or 16. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So r- wrote a book and traveled the world. And I came back to Vancouver again. And I'm now developing my next launch, which is going to be helping um, uh, entrepreneurial guys like ourselves who like to get to the next level of fitness, mindset, and productivity in their business and life. Got it, man. Cool, cool. And, you know, from traveling, do you think that Vancouver is going to be home base? Because that's kind of what I'm struggling with now. You know, like I've been back in Canada for a month. And, you know, when you go to places like we both spent a lot of time in Bali or you're down in California, you know, do you think that this is going to be home for you or are you still wanting to kind of explore more and... Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think I think freedom is 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 one thing we all want, right? In every way, and I think having a location freedom is a big need for me, especially because when you know you can live everywhere, and there are people who are doing that, it's really hard not to do it. So the answer is, I would like to create that freedom for myself in the next six months with my online business and online work that allows me to have the freedom. So if I choose to stay here, it will be by choice, not because I have to. Yeah. Well, hey, man, this is a great (laughs) place to be. You know, like I look at Vancouver, and I'm just like, man. Especially, it's, it's always rated on the top three cities in the world, right, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, I'm just really happy but, to... But I mean, to, I was just talking this to my friend the other day, you know. I understand why people live in other places because yeah. Vancouver is Vancouver and I mean, dating life is totally different, you know. I mean, I'm Iranian, right? In Iran, when you're living in another, cult, another culture, there's a lot of... Like, the relationship between guys and girls is so different than here. Mm-hmm. You know, here, it seems like... It, it's just, let's just say... I, I like to put, pl- put it plainly. When I walk in, in, in to the throughout the world through the day, I don't feel like I'm the most attractive guy on the planet, you know. In but Vancouver. In Vancouver. Yeah. You know, but when I go to other parts of the world, like Mexico or South America or anywhere else, you know, yeah. you know in Iran even, you know, there's a whole lot of like realm of attraction and girls and sexuality. It yeah. just it's available, which makes life more fun, right? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. seems that way anyway. Sure, absolutely. But it comes yeah. with its own challenges because, you know. You're in a relationship, and then you're attracted to someone else. What do you do with that? You know. Sure. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think for myself too, because uh, you know, living in Asia for eight years, you know, being a tall, <laughs> right. white, Caucasian guy, right? You get a lot of you know looks up, you know. 
Um, and you get used to that. You get ad- yeah, addicted to that. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you come to a place where nobody gives a shit who you are. You're just another another average dude. Another dude. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then I mean, I mean, you're still a good-looking guy, even for a Canadian. Well, right? we both, so we, we, we both. <laughs> thank you. We both are. Yeah. Yeah. So so thank goodness, right? <laughs> You're still a good-looking guy. Dad. I mean, you are, you are the tallest, one of the tallest you have ever met, you know? <laughs> and that's instantly, it's like seeing a girl with a big boobs, basically. You mm-hmm. know, it's like our, our, our genetics is, yeah. I like that. Animal you know? attraction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, once you go past that, I like that, then you got to get to know the personality and yeah, the time, exactly. and that's when all the shit comes out. <laughs> well, I, I can totally see that, too, because walking around here the last couple of days, and I'm like a really casual guy, you know? Like, here I'm wearing a t-shirt and freaking, like, jogging pants because yeah. I'm packing up to go to a 20-hour flight here right away. Um, but I just had lunch. I just went to Earl. So, you know, Yale town is like a scene, right? Like it's like everyone's in suits and I just rolled there for lunch with my buddy mm. Colin to Earl, which is like this like lounge mm-hmm. area. And I rolled <laughs> in like this and, and you know, like you, you do <laughs> yeah. where you can get away with certain things elsewhere. People kind of do a double take here, but it's also a very casual city. But dating wise, I'd be interested to hear because, um, you know, as being a single guy myself, like, you know, I find it here being way not that it's easier, but for me, because the language barrier in places like Korea, Japan, uh, mm-hmm. is vast. Oh, yes. You have the the physical, but when you're talking about uh, the personal, that, that's a whole different, you know. To connect to the other person. Thing. Like, I've been on so many dates, bro, with, like, Google Translator, and she's just, like, oh. typing like crazy, and then she'll text, she'll show me her phone, it's like, you have nice eyes. And I'm just like check please i can't handle this you know yeah. but here i've you know i've met a few people just casually when i'm out at the beach and so on just like having and it's not that it's anything like sexual it's just that it's like hey i can just have a great conversation right. and connection with someone like immediately and then unfortunately i'm not here for that long to follow up with stuff but um just knowing that that's how the the game's played here it's, yeah. it's kind of a breath of fresh air from what i've experienced but i could see your point equally clear that there's just so much, yeah. Not not that it's competition, but it kind of is, I guess, right? Yeah. Like if you think of it, especially with all these dating apps and stuff, you know, like if you're attractive, guy or girl, you're getting flooded, or you're getting constantly hit up on the street, you know. Like this one girl um, here, she's Japanese, she's really beautiful. I actually just interviewed her for one of my other episodes. Uh, her name's Mami, and very attractive. She's like a hairstylist, very fashionable Japanese, and she's like, we're just talking about how it's different I actually the podcast was Japan versus or Tokyo versus uh, Vancouver the pros and cons of each she was saying and when she walks down the street she gets like hit up like four or five times a day by guys on the street approaching her mm. like just guys saying hey you know wow. are you traveling are you living here blah, blah, blah. imagine being a girl getting hit on like four times on yeah. her way to work yeah that's just how it is here you know right. so I mean, well, I that, that's I probably how it is there, but I, I'm just yeah. not part of that because I don't speak. I'm not immersed in that culture and that conversation. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking with the guys that you help the most, what are some of the guys' challenges that are, you know, looking to improve their health yeah. or their business or their, you know? Yeah. Well, what, some of the things that I see is people want to do things like they want to get to the next level. And the next level for them, a lot of it has to do with, with their fitness and their sense of fulfillment and purpose in life. Uh-huh. You know? So the guys that I work with, they already create a degree of success and financial security. Uh-huh. And where they find, and they're already in relationships and they already have that area covered relationship, finance, career figured out. Sure. Their challenge now is that they're, they're not finding fulfillment passion. and joy and passion. Yeah. And they want to get to the next level. So the first thing that comes up for them is their fitness. They want to create a physical fitness so that they start to 
feel really proud of their body compared to uh-huh. all the other guys who you see right. on magazines and etc. So that's one area. Yeah. The other area is to, um, you know, guys have passions and, and they have they have careers, but they're not doing what they're actually here to do. So they're making right. good money, but they're, but they're not, not actually yeah. doing their work on their business because what happens is they're doing the business that pays the money or goes to the job that oh, pays yeah. the money. The golden handcuffs. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how do you actually, because if you don't go to your job, you get fired. Yeah. But nobody's going to fire you if you don't do your passion business. Uh-huh. So people, that's one of the biggest problems that they have is that they really want to like focus on their business, but after a day of work, they have no energy. So what we yeah. do together is we, refi- we redefine their, their day completely. We, uh, like one of the things that I support them do is that they start to change their entire day around so that they actually do their passion projects and their personal development first mm-hmm. before doing everything else. Yeah. So we rearrange stuff and the challenge is actually going to sleep, waking up on time, mm-hmm. you know, having their energy managed in a way that they can actually stay alert, modification to diet to fitness all that area so what's your schedule your daily what is a day in the life of yeah the i wake life? up at 4 a.m i meditate uh, in the morning it's my first thing is my conscious quiet time and then my uh, i have a client at 7 30 a.m so by seeing him i've already trained i've already read i've already meditated and i've already like mm-hmm. done a reading like i've already worked on myself for three hours before yeah. i go to the world yeah and then I, I work with clients and I do, I do that. I'm working on a product launch, so I work on that. And I'm basically with an appointment or resting. In midday, I have a nap and, and rest for about 20, 30 minutes. Only 20, 30 nap. 20 power only, nap, only yeah. And I call it a power nap. And I, it's not, nap is an is a elusive word. It's actually more of a rest, okay. meditative rest. Yeah, just taking a break. Just taking a break, closing eyes, yeah. rest the body, and have nutritious food. And then, again, there's appointments. And then I usually shut things down by about 7 o'clock. And, that's when I, you know, focus on um, focus on just reading again, and I'm and I'm doing a lot of spiritual stuff that I really love. So I focus on that at the end of the night, and yeah. then I usually end the night by about nine thirty. Nine thirty, got it. Cool. You know, it's interesting. I had a five hour meeting yesterday with this guy. Five hours. First, I met him at ten a.m. Yeah. And I didn't leave until three thirty, and it was the most insanely interesting and just totally unexpected meeting. It was supposed to last for like fifteen minutes. Wow. And it went for five hours. Yeah. And this guy, same thing, wakes up 4 a.m. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Wakes, he, yeah, he lives here in Vancouver. Wakes no up way. 4 I thought I'm the one in Vancouver. What the heck? There's another one? <laughs> and uh, the guy I just had lunch with wakes up at 4.30. What? Yeah, so yeah. There's three of us. I, I don't know about that. Dude, the, the, you know, that's the thing. High, high achievers, you know? Like, right. But for me, I'm a creative. Where, where, for me, I do all my stuff at night between 11 and 2. Okay. 11 and 3 or 10.30, like that. Like night, everything's quiet. I'm up. It's dark. I'm good. Mm. Um, and I, but I sleep later than a lot yeah. of five a.m. Uh, but it was the weirdest thing because I met him at ten. He finishes because he does. He's an online guy, like you know, finance guy. Does a, a trading, you know. Um, he by the time that we met at ten, he already had three beers by ten a.m. Beers? Yeah, he had okay. three beers by ten a.m. Maybe he's an alcoholic. <laughs> well, you know what though? It's just it's just because he he's done a, he's done all his work. Okay. He has lunch at like ten. You know, so I met him for lunch, and then he has dinner early afternoon, and the guy's in bed by like seven. Okay. And that's just how he operates, yeah. just on a whole different schedule than anybody mm. else. Who's like, but the, the most interesting, probably one of the most successful guys I've ever made, mm. or ever met. Yeah, like just really, a, really an interesting conversation. Yeah, I want. I'm trying to get him on this podcast, but he's like a super, reclu- you know, doesn't like the secretive, spotlight at all. Guy, just, yeah. just conservative. Yeah. You know, um, does his own thing, and I totally understand why. Um, but, but yeah, so it's cool to hear that you're, you're doing something similar without the beers probably. Without the beers. Yeah. yeah. Are you, are you drinking? I don't. Yeah. Same. I've been one and a half years sober. Good for you. Yeah. yeah I'm the same way. I, I avoid alcohol like, like, yeah. a, like a, 
Yeah. Well, I, it, having a couple of drinks with him was the first time I had more than two. Because the thing is, when I say I don't dr- drink, I mean, I limit myself to like two drinks. So okay. I haven't been, dr- I've been sober for a year and a half. And I haven't been drunk. I haven't been, you know, yeah. I, I excess. But I'll go out and have a drink or two at dinner. Um, and, uh, and that's just how it's been for the last year and a half. And I feel yeah. a lot better. Yeah, no, to me, to me is actually I, 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 I don't judge you for anything, and I, and I see myself. This is one of my discoveries. Maybe this is gonna help someone out there. Yeah. Is that I find that there are different personality types. Like I have friends who drink, and they're they seem to have it all figured out from mm-hmm. from one angle at least, right? Yeah. But what I discovered that I was always comparing myself to others. I'm like, well, this guy is making good money, and he has he seems to have his shit together, and he drinks once in a while, you know? Right. Yeah. But what I discovered, and this was so liberating for me, and I hope anybody benefit is that I realized I actually have an addictive personality and I sure. fucking love myself for it because my addictive personality is actually my biggest asset and my biggest destroyer yeah interesting so talk about that so my addictive personality is I'm very fucking intense if I like something I'm gonna keep doing it like mm-hmm. that's it so that means if I like something I'm 100% committed like You're no matter what happens I'm all in I find a way if I really want something I make a way so yeah. this in in the terms of like the drinking or drugs or sex or things like that yeah it, it, it makes it so that you know, if I have, like, if let's say I go out, like, one glass of drink, right? So, yeah. I've had a lot of party days, and I've actually, like, um, I, I had a lot of amazing moments with, with being, you know, in the alternate state of consciousness, you know, it's just yeah. with various different drugs and drinking, etc. So, the memories of those come back, and I do craving for those. Yeah, right. So, once, you know, you have sex, and this incredible sex with, you know, new people all the time, mm-hmm. on these various drugs that make you be able to fuck, like, in, like a like a magician <laughs> for like a very long time, right? Then the memory is in, in the mind so that, it, you know, one glass of drink this week end mm-hmm. may result in two glasses of drink three weeks from now. Yeah. But still, my 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 craving for that yeah. pleasure hasn't been fulfilled. It's just started to itch it a little bit. Yeah. And I just, I don't feel fulfilled. So I'm like, okay, well, this didn't give me what I needed. Next thing I know, I'm like doing all the things that I don't want to do anymore. Yeah, it's a slippery slope. So yeah. yeah, I can understand why people like, you know, the, the guy went golfing actually, I went golfing um, a couple of days ago and he's an Irish guy he's like, he's like, I, he's like, I can't drink. Like he's, he's sober and he's gone through the 12 step program. So, yeah. and he stopped drinking like a long time ago because in Ireland he said, he's like, I was getting wasted, like freaking wasted yeah. since I was like 12, 13 years old, yeah. you know? And he's just like, he's like, I can't just have one drink. Yeah. And you know, like he's, he's a really good, successful, healthy guy, guy now, but he's just like, I just can't have that even around me. So he doesn't really go out that way, you know? So. Um, yeah, you know, just talking about addiction and stuff like that, like, do you see that that is a big part? Because I know a lot of guys in our kind of peer group that have successful, um, I guess, financial lives are struggling personally with vices of whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you said earlier, like, it's there's a lot of taboo stuff when people say, oh, how is everything? It's great. But deep down, there's a lot of pain and suffering and trauma yes. that's kind of trying to mask what is really right. happening. Yeah, and exactly right. The alcohol you know, eating, uh, binge eating, uh, sex, these are all, I'm finding that these are all ways in which we're trying to escape the pain. Yeah, absolutely. We're yeah. trying to escape the pain and one of my teachers says we're all uh, we're all PTSD survivals. Yeah. Because we're all part of a society and a conditioning that has raised us with feelings of inferiority, comparing yeah. ourselves to others. Well, here's the thing too. Look at social media, man. Like I grew up yeah. without it. Yeah. Thankfully, imagine going through teenage years <laughs> yeah. with Instagram and yeah. all these things where it's like you thought that high school was a popularity contest. You know, look at that now with like the online world of just 
Yeah, man, I couldn't imagine. I feel bad for uh, for this generation of never really knowing what it's like to live without this. You know, like we were both from Alberta, right? Mm-hmm. And like I bet you had a very similar uh, youth and mine. Riding your bike outside, playing with friends at the park. It's not happening these days. No. It's all video games or texting, and you know, mm-hmm. like it's just it's just different. You know, I'm not saying it's I shouldn't say it's right or wrong, but it's just different than what I was with, and I can only imagine how uh, the effects later in life will maybe come come through in some of these ways we're talking about. Um, well, look, man, I, I want to be respectful of your time. We both have busy days here. Is there anything else you want to touch on before we kind of um, put a bow on this? And yeah, no, just to finish up what we were saying, uh, we were talking about uh, the pain that a lot of people are going through. And um, like I was just going to say, speaking of social media, is one of the greatest way to make yourself feel really terrible. You know, just go on social media and compare yourself to others and what yeah. you don't have and what you should have. And, you know, and especially like I just give one advice that has been really helpful for me. I, I've been reading a book called Opportunity by my mentor, Evan Pagan. Wait, have I have it right here. I'll show it to people. <laughs> yeah. I, I literally am reading it right now. So yeah, really. It's, it's it amazing. Yeah, it's a great book. And one of the advice that I learned from this that has been really helpful is that the feeling of envy is very natural when we're in the presence of somebody else who has what we want. It's very natural for us to feel envy. And when we become aware of that, you know, I feel envy all the time. You know, I see people who have million-dollar businesses and I wish I had because of the mistakes that I did. I don't right now, you know, so I see myself as wanting to create something like that. So... I feel envy, and one of the things that has been helpful is that when we feel this intense experience of jealousy, envy, or anger, or emotion, is the first step is to just get away from social media. So speaking of yeah. social media, is get away from social media, and then really honoring myself, recognizing that I'm, I'm a human being, have compassion with myself, and just going for walks, doing deep breathing, get away from the phone also. That's, yeah, that's huge. The phone yeah. and texting. Yeah. Yeah, and just really focus on honoring my emotions, and when I'm in the experience of fear, anger, jealousy, it's not the time to make a decision. Mm-hmm. which is sometimes for me my mind wants to fix the problem right there right? Right. I feel, I feel yeah. triggered by an event and I want to fix the problem like I feel I feel depressed the fact that I don't have a girlfriend now I want to go find a girlfriend in a depressed state that's the worst place to like start someone yeah, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or uh, I feel depressed about my finances I want to go find a solution that's, mm-hmm. that's I'm going to make short term decisions so I guess yeah. the takeaway that I would like to share with people is that when you're experiencing that you're triggered it's best to just give yourself time and space to really recover, go for walks, and then when, when tomorrow or the day after or a week later when you feel in alignment and feel joy, that's when it's time to make a decision to change your circumstances. Well, I totally agree with you, and I want to <laughs> wrap up with one other thing here that <clears throat> if you look at, and this has been coming up with me a lot this past month actually, because I come from a background where I was kind of the kid from like the other side of the tracks. I went to like the, the top wealthiest neighborhood middle or uh, middle school junior high school and then to the uh, high school but like my parents are just blue collar workers you know like I was riding my skateboard to school and one of my friends were riding like you know like BMWs and stuff and I went to these schools because I could play basketball basically I got recruited to go you know that's why I went there and so I always felt my whole life like I wasn't really like on that same even level with a lot of the guys that I grew up with they're all great guys and you know, you can't judge someone for what family they come from. But the thing is, these guys have followed, obviously, in their family's footsteps and become extremely successful. Like, I was out with this one guy, and he was kind of telling how whenever he shares about his background and his peer group, people are shocked that all of his friends and his network are so successful. Like, I'm talking, like, doctors, lawyers, New York brokers. Like, we're all just spread out everywhere. 
And the thing is that I think people really need to understand is that, you know, when someone says that, that this person's doing well, like you hear that a lot, right? Oh, this yeah. guy's doing really well. Yeah. They're usually talking about financially. Right. This guy's killing it. <laughs> Good point. You know what I mean? Yeah. But doing well yeah. is so much more than <laughs> what their right. bank statement says. Right. You know what I mean? Like, oh. and, and I look at it and I, it was really cool because I talked with my cousin, my cousin, like my, my coolest cousin, this guy's named Theo. Um, and I always looked up to him when I was a kid. He was always traveling and stuff, and just living this cool lifestyle. Like lived in Montreal. He's like a Greek guy, like yeah. just a super cool guy. Yeah. And I talked to him for the first time in like a long time, and I kind of caught him up to what I'm doing. And he was very successful financially too. Like had a great career. But he's like, you know what, man? He's like, don't look at all these other people. And we weren't even talking about my peer group or anything, but he was talking about what he realized that he was in that race, mm-hmm. and then he kind of went out and did his own thing. He's like, I'm so much happier that I, I, I have the freedom now. Like, he's like, I work from home. I'm doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm healthier than all my friends that are still in that corporate world. So doing well doesn't just mean mm-hmm. financially. I love that. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and especially in cities like this, where it is such a kind of like hustle, hustle, rat race, like crushing it, like, you know, yeah. um, it's so easy to get caught up in that. But, you know, you have to look at the different different areas of, of health and wellness and happiness and you know just because you're doing well in one area doesn't mean it's balanced out so yes. i think that's the point we should wrap up with is just saying you know take care of yourself kind of like what you said you know like um health mental you know happiness um physical fitness um purpose in your work not just money but are you enjoying what you're doing um look at does it check try and check all the boxes and no one has the perfect ideal life like you know, there's, look at Hollywood. People are millionaires and beautiful and doing all of what they want, but they're, you know, unfulfilled. Right. So I think that's a good way to wrap this up. And I definitely will link you up with your uh, information below for people to kind of, you know, check out what you're doing yeah. and stuff. And I'm, I'm glad that we haven't, uh, I said, I, I, I'm shocked that it's been that long since I've seen you one-on-one in person. So you look exactly the same as oh, I remember yeah. you, man. It's Thanks, crazy. Man. Thank you. Time, time, is, time has been on your side. Thank you, yeah. So I guess that comes with that, that 4 a.m. wake-up call, huh? You know, and I've, I've, this hasn't always been 4 a.m. Like, I go through phases where I sleep and I just, I can't believe waking up any earlier than 7, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've gone through phases, but at the moment I'm back to the 4 a.m. Um, so thank you. Cool, man. Well, let's do this again before the next 10 years. Yes, yes. (laughs) Thank you, brother. Absolutely, man. Cool. We'll wrap that up. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And before you leave, two things. First, as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, I'm offering a free one-on-one coaching session with me to talk about anything and everything you want. Confidential, we get on the phone, and we just connect. If you'd like to do that, two things. Go ahead, leave a five-star review on iTunes for this podcast. Write a quick little review. Then go over to YouTube, search Quentin Carlin or Self-Developed Life. Subscribe to the channel. And once you do that, send me an email, quintincarlin at gmail.com. My email is in the description below. And we'll set up a time to connect. This is limited time offer. I don't know how long I can continue to offer this for, but I'm definitely doing this now. For those of you who help support the show, I want to support you back. So go ahead. Take care of that. Reach out to connect. And I look forward to getting on a call with you as soon as possible. Have a great day. See you on the next episode.